0: Children in this screwed-up world. There would be no memory blackout, and he would recall every moment as if he'd been outside himself, watching it play out on the front porch of someone else's home. He reaches toward the witch's bag, holding the fistful of sweets in one hand, and cradling the bowl against his torso with the other, when two things happen simultaneously. Poe, released from his birdcage on the porch by a kid who sneaks up and swings open the door, flies screeching and flailing toward Jeff as Darth Vader scoops up the girl witch with his left arm and points the lightsaber in his right hand at Jeff's chest. Instinctively, Jeff lifts the bowl as he twists to avoid the panicked crow. Too late, he sees a flash, followed by a puff of smoke, then a spurt of flames licking the tip of the cheap nylon sheath. Not a lightsaber, not a saber at all, a gun, he thinks. The bullet cuts through the stainless steel bowl with a resonating ping and strikes him in the chest. The large bowl flips into the air and showers the steps with bright candies as the villain and his little witch flee. Two boys dressed in Spider-Man costumes waiting behind the pair in black squeal and hit the floor, snatching up the goodies. Jeff struggles against the catapulting force, watches the stainless steel bowl strike the porch boards, gong, then clang and warp its way toward the pair of superheroes. Startled, they run screaming down the steep stairs, followed by a string of frightened children. It puts Jeff in mind of ribbons on a kite's tail, and the kite disappears as he falls backward, and for one lightheaded second, he thinks he's watching it fall from the sky. He lands dead weight across the threshold. He tries to blink, but his eyelids won't respond. Staring, he first sees Greer's face, then the face of his wife Sheila. An angel. He starts to speak, but he can't breathe. He can't breathe. Chapter 1 Sheila sucked in air. What are you doing here? Jeff Talbot finished jotting October 11 in its appropriate space on the blank check. He'd hoped his wife wouldn't walk past the library he also used as his home office. He looked up from the checkbook. I live here, remember? But you're not supposed to be back till six. And even then, you're under strict orders to go straight up the front stairs and get ready. I've got all sorts of things going on for your birthday party tonight, and I don't want it spoiled. Jeff looked up at his wife and faked a blank look. Today's my birthday. Jeff Talbot don't toy with me. Sheila had been working on the plans for his official over the hill birthday dinner for months, planning a gourmet meal for a small group of friends, ordering decorations for the all black theme to commemorate Jeff's big 40, even hinting that she'd ordered a formal black gown to wear. More important though, she had given him strict rules for the day and he'd broken rule number 1. Don't He grinned. Sorry, hon, I forgot my checkbook. As Jeff finished speaking, Lanny leaned around the wing of the large Queen Anne chair that faced Jeff's desk and gave Sheila a timid wave. She started slightly. Oh, Lanny, I didn't know you were here. Sorry, Mrs. Talbot, I thought you could see me. Lanny, who might just as well have been named Lanky, was, like Jeff, an antiques picker. The similarities stopped there. While Jeff still looked like an FBI agent much of the time, despite his attempts to dress down and lighten up, Lanny looked like someone who slept in a refrigerator box and warmed his hands over fires banked in rusty barrels, his long brown ponytails splayed out from under a well-worn black knit sock cap, and his scruffy beard helped to offset his thinness and leave one guessing at his age. He wore tightly woven gloves with the fingers cut out and a peacoat. Vintage 40s. His vacant gaze seemed to dissipate only a little when he addressed Sheila, and Jeff realized he'd rarely seen it completely lift. Jeff smiled at his wife. Lanny found something I've been interested in for a while. His contacts holding it till the end of the day, so you see, I had no choice. Sheila gave him a look, which said everything, then turned her attention to Lanny. I wish you'd reconsider tonight's party. Lanny looked down. Thanks, but I'm not into crowds. It was Jeff's turn. He gave Sheila a look, warning her not to push it. Well, come by if you change your mind. Blanche and Trudy will be here. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.